So I, we did a bit of travelling yesterday and uh, has anyone told you you have a bladder like an 80-year-old woman? Mm, no, but you just did, so thank you. All you, you. do is we. It's all you do, that's, all day. That's because of the H2O consumption, Michaela. Oh, it's annoying. I'm hydrating my body. <laughs> that and the 17 cups of coffee I had yesterday exactly. because I was up at 3 a.m. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome to another episode of the Tradies Paleo Business Show. <laughs> Which podcast are we actually doing here? <laughs> welcome, listeners. Uh, great to have you here. I'm Warwick. And I'm Michaela, and we're about to get a little bit of bit more healthier yes. on the show today. We're talking and food today. We are, and some important business lessons as well in quickly growing a, a, a large franchise or a large business quickly. Um, but also, you know, the importance of eating and looking after yourself and what all this paleo stuff is about. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a, a double down episode because uh, I know when, when uh, we first booked this interview with Jai Hobbs, the founder of the Paleo Cafe here in Australia, uh, Michaela said to me, uh, what, what are we, are we talking to me about food? And like, is this another one of your paleo mates? <laughs> uh, but they really are, apart from the whole, you know, paleo lifestyle, food, performance side of things and, and getting healthy and you know, improving our performance and everything in life generally, there's some bloody awesome business lessons in here from a very rapidly growing franchise. It uh, is. You know, yeah. 15 franchises in so inside of two years, like from when they first started. Yeah. Uh, and some big growth plans. So there's some great lessons in here about the power of a brand, uh, sticking to your niche and having conviction about um, who your ideal clients are and a whole bunch of other stuff that Jai takes us through as well. And any of these tips can be related to a, a smaller trade business that's just themselves or have one or two blokes. I mean, there's really key things about storytelling and branding and the importance of it. So I'm sure you're going to get a lot of uh, takeaway from this and takeaway, not... In- takeaway. Oh, I get it. Uh, takeaway. <laughs> got a question you want answered on the show? Go to tradiesbusinessshow.com. So welcome, listeners, to another great episode of the Tradies Business Show. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty excited today. Uh, You've I, got a spring in your step, I right? know, I know. I got, I got to pick today's guest. And, um, yeah, it's something very close to my heart. And if, if any of our Tradies Business Show listeners have heard me uh, lately on the Bond Appetit podcast, um, where I was interviewed by Ronsley Vars, you would have heard me rabbiting on passionately about food and nutrition and in particular paleo lifestyle. So before you tune out, uh, we're going to hear from someone who probably knows more about it than I do, but also someone who's got some great business experience in it is uh, Jai Hobbs, the founder of the Paleo Cafe franchise here in Australia. So welcome to the show, Jai. Oh, thanks, Mark, and uh, g'day to the listeners. Hopefully we can give you some insights today and, and help you out in a little bit of your business. Sure you can, mate. So, Jai, uh, tell us a bit about, I mean, you're obviously the uh, the founder of the Paleo Cafe, Cafe franchise, but give us a bit of your backstory, mate. How did all this come about? Mate, we, um, like yourself, I'm a little bit of a CrossFit nut, so I spent uh, about 10 years in the finance industry, and and uh, we heard about paleo through CrossFit, as as a lot of people do. Um, I wanted to give it a crack to, to try and get a little bit better at CrossFit, because I wasn't much good at it, and um, we, the wife and I gave it a go. Now, at the time, I was in, I had my own finance business, she was a lawyer, and um, and we just had our first son, and that was about almost four years ago now. 
Um, when he was born, uh, he was actually born with a dairy intolerance. So he spent the first four or five months of his life screaming, spewing, not sleeping. And we, we were continually going to the doctors asking what's wrong. And they told us that it, he was just a normal kid and there was nothing wrong. Anyway, long story short, after about four to five months, we got him onto a dairy-free formula. Um, within a week, he was sleeping through the night. He was putting on weight. He was acting like a normal kid. And that was the real spurring moment for us to, to look into this further and think that, you know, we, what we eat affects us and we need to find out more about it. Um, so, mate, that's, that's how we got into paleo. Um, we found that we couldn't go anywhere and get at this stuff. We had to run around to 14 different shops and get what we needed. <laughs> At lunchtime, there was nothing to get bar a, a chicken and some broccoli. Um, <laughs> so we uh, we said, wouldn't it be great if the wife and I said, wouldn't it be great if if there was some place to go and we could eat and, and get all this stuff? And and that was that was in April 2012. Um, uh, we opened the first cafe in October 2012 in Cairns, and uh, obviously franchised the business from there. So, and how many franchises have you got now, Joe? Mate, we, we got 15 now. Um, and, uh, and yeah, lots of growth plans and, and lots of big, big dreams, big visions of where we want to go and where we want to take this thing. But it was really for us, and it, it sounds cliche, but the, the driving force behind why we did this wasn't the cash. It was, we, we, it made such a difference to our life and our family's life that we, we felt we needed to share this with as many people as we could. And the money has to be there, but it's, it's not what it's all about. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, Warwick's very um, pro paleo, and I'm a little <laughs> yep. bit of a novice. So he's on, he's, you know, trying to convert me and take me to church every Sunday and <laughs> and uh, change my church. life with it. So yeah. really, if you can just um, give it a bit of an overview of what paleo is um, to our listeners that perhaps aren't familiar with it, and and I guess some of the sure. benefits and what you really see can help um, change people. Yeah, sure, sure, no worries. Uh, paleo is very, very simple, and, and it's definitely not a fad, and it's not a cult, and we're not going to smack you on the head if you want to have milk in your coffee. Um, it's just about eating real food. If, if we can put it as simply as that, it's eating a, a combination of meat, seafood, eggs, fruit, vegetable, nuts, seeds, and berries, and avoiding the processed stuff that's really only come into our diet in about, especially the last 50 years, but but mainly the last 100, and that's any sugar, preservatives, uh, gluten, grains, and, and for, for a lot of people, dairy. Um, so that's the paleo eating, and it's the paleo lifestyle is just not about the food. It starts with the food, but once people get into it and they start feeling a little bit better by eating a little bit better, they then look to that about, you know, how do we get rid of some stress out of our life? How do we make sure we get enough vitamin D and sunshine? Do we get enough exercise? Do we move enough? And for tradies, that normally isn't a problem. But um, there's so much more about the lifestyle than just the food, uh, but for most people, it definitely does start with the food. Yeah, and I guess for you guys, um, you know, a great uh, opportunity could be, you know, paleo truck vans that go to job sites instead of these. <laughs> yeah, the paleo <laughs> food van. Yeah, rather yeah, yeah, yeah. than these hot box uh, rubbish. So we'll, we'll talk off air about an equity stake <laughs> in that one, Joy. Yeah. <laughs> no dramas. Yeah, Go so ahead. as a business owner, you know, by eating healthy and exercising more, I guess that's just going to make you, you know, with more energy and focus. So how can that really affect your business if you do put some energy into living a more healthier lifestyle? Yeah, hugely. Look, that's one of the main the main benefits that I noticed. Um, the the weight loss and the looking better and the, everything like that. It wasn't a massive concern. It was what I the biggest thing that I noticed. Be having my own finance business when we changed was the the 
the focus and the energy and the balanced energy levels throughout the day. Like I wasn't foggy in the morning and needing three coffees before I got going. I wasn't having that mid-afternoon slump where at two, three o'clock in the afternoon, you're looking at your watch thinking, oh, I wish this would go a little bit quicker. Um, it was just a balanced energy level throughout the day. And I noticed that within about a week and a half of switching and, and really sticking to it. And, um, and that only got better as time went on. So in business, it's all about being present. It's all about focusing and, and, and focusing your energy on what matters. And for me, that made a massive difference. Joe, did you find any challenges in making the change? I mean, it was driven by, um, by your kid, obviously. Um, but, mm. but for yourself and your wife, I mean, were there any massive. challenges in making a change to that sort of lifestyle? Yeah, yeah. Mate, like all change, it's hard. We all hate, as human beings, we hate change and that's, that we fell off the bandwagon 14 or 15 times before we actually got on it properly. <laughs> so, mate, it's, and we didn't, and that's that's one of the reasons we started, to make it easier for people to have a crack and notice these benefits. So it's what we say to people is, especially in the first two to three weeks, don't focus on the volume that you're eating, just focus on the quality of the food that you're, that you're taking in. And then over time, your body will self-regulate. Um, and the worst thing you can do, and especially for tradies, if they're out in the sun and they're working hard, the worst thing you can do is eat too little because your energy will tank and then you'll just go, this doesn't work, throw it in the bin and go back to what I was doing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't worry too much about the volume. Focus on the quality and, and over time, volume will regulate. And part of the part of the thing that I've found over the years, uh, and I've been following this pretty tightly for for nearly five years now, um, is preparation actually ensures success. And I guess it's uh, you know it's the old the old five P's of uh, getting results. You know, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. But uh, a bit of that preparation actually helps make better choices throughout the day, particularly for for any tradie uh, tradies or tradie ladies that are out on site. It can be bloody hard, as you said, mate, to find stuff at the local cafe or the deli. Yeah, near on impossible. It's it's dead set. And, and anything with without sugar in it these days is is near on impossible. So and and that's like you said, mate. That's preparation. It doesn't take a lot. And the biggest hurdle that everyone has is breakfast. They go, if I can't eat toast, if I can't eat cereal, what do I eat? <laughs> food. Um, just eat food. Yeah, just eat food. And that you know, my answer there is eat your leftovers for for breakfast. And then make something for lunch and make something for dinner. And that way, you're not thinking of it as breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're just thinking of it as meal one, meal two, meal three. I, rem- I remember my parents, my old man used to eat bubble and squeak for breakfast, which was the leftover veggies and, and meat and stuff cooked up in a pan, I think, with an egg or something like that. So, I mean, that's Happy a classic days. paleo breakfast, isn't it? Happy days, mate. Happy days. <laughs> so, as a tradie wife that packs my husband's little pack every morning, what's some, yep. you know, I guess, easy, quick start things that uh, will be easy to pack and eat on the job site? What's some, you know, meal ideas that would be easy for that? Yeah, simple. So, if you're having something the night before, whether it be steak and veggies or or, or meat and salad or whatever it is, um, that's in, in your in your t- we call them Chinese takeaway containers, but in those plas- plastic containers. Um, the best, the best thing is try and stick to about 180 to 200 grams of, of meat and about 200 grams of veg. Um, and that that will be more than enough to, to get them through. Um, sometimes when you, when you look at that versus a big, big dirty old hamburger, <laughs> it might not look as big as the hamburger because, because the bun isn't huge, um, but the nutritional value that you get out of that is huge. Um, so anything from you know anything from simple steak, mashed potato, and and, and some veggies. Mm, yep. And or, 
or chicken and some salad or what, whatever it is. Yep. Sorry, mate. And and that comment about leftovers, uh, I know that's a huge strategy in our house. Is it's so much easier when we're cooking a meal at night, um, or when my wife's cooking a meal at night, uh, yeah. is to increase the volume even. I mean, you know, she'll make uh, like a paleo meatloaf, and instead yep. of just making enough for a meal or a couple of meals, you know, she'll double the mix, and then I'm, I'm having meatloaf for lunch for a couple of days that week as well. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah, yep. so, you know, leftovers are uh, are gold. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, and we do, like not trying to plug the cafe here, but we do what we call our ready-made meals, which are meals prepared by the chefs in the kitchen. They're not frozen. They're made fresh, packed in a takeaway container in the fridge. They're $13.50 a pop. Um, and in there, they've got like a lamb patty with roasted sweet potato and um, and some coleslaw. They've got... Uh, Warwick's pork mouth's belly. just watering right now. <laughs> We've got pork belly chips and coleslaw. We've got um, uh, a... What else is there? Oh, chicken tenderloins and a in a capsicum cassoulet. So it's not it's not really hard food. It's just good food. Jeez, um, mate. And hey, shepherd's pie is always a always a popular one. Can you stop, mate? I'm, I, <laughs> I, I've got leftovers for lunch, and your ready made meals sound better than my leftovers. <laughs> but it, yeah, it doesn't have to be hard. It's it's everyone starts as meat and veg, meat and salad. And then, as you go on, you build from there. And and as long as you as long as you're focusing on getting the vol the volume that you need to maintain your activity, um, that's that's the main point. So just getting back to um, and thanks for all that information. I, I'm sure there's uh, a lot of listeners now thinking about what they actually just ate uh, on the job site <laughs> this okay. morning and uh, thinking, yeah, they could probably do a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So look. With the franchise, you're saying there that you've now got um, 15 cafes in the last couple of years. That's an amazing growth that you've experienced as a startup. I'm sure yep. there must have been some challenges along the way. No, it was all rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Okay, episode over. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, look, of course there was. It was there were some massive challenges, and we went through a period of of huge growth and and. And to be honest, probably a little bit too quick. And we there was a consolidation period after that where we had to go back and fix a lot of things up. So, and we're we're now we've done that, and we're now through that going through a next phase. And and it's all exciting, but you know probably the the best thing that we've learned is identify what you're not good at at the front end and go and go and get that. You know if that's that part of the business isn't you, go and get someone who's good at, do, at doing that, and then you focus on what you're good at doing. Um, so we're just about to hire a general manager to look after our, our head office. There's six of us in the office um, because we, we don't have a lot of that experience and we're better off dealing with the, dealing with people who are interested and dealing with the customers. So, Joy, you said uh, you know perhaps you grew a little bit too quick and I know there'll be some people listening saying, see, you can get too big too fast. Yep. Uh, what, what does that actually look like and maybe what would you have done differently given the speed of your growth, mate? I mean, I wouldn't have done anything differently. We're grateful and, and 100% happy um, as to what we've done and how we've achieved it. And we, we'd never be in the position we are now if we didn't go through that. And we'd learnt so much along the way. Um, and you can't, you know, when the business momentum, and someone told me once that momentum's the key in business. Once you lose it, it's so hard to get it back. So that's to keep that momentum rolling was for us was, was imperative. Um, and we wouldn't have done anything different, but it's just more more 
as you grow, you learn more and, and your focus shifts and you've got to make sure that you're constantly looking at your business and, and improving every part of your business and that'll never stop no matter how big you are. Mm. So anything you could have done better, mate, during that rapid growth? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's uh, hired really good people earlier on. Yeah, okay. Yep, that's such a common one, for uh, particularly for tradies. And I work with uh, trade-based businesses one-on-one as well, and it's a challenge for so many of them as they grow rapidly is finding great people quick enough to maintain yep. that momentum, as you say. And uh, sometimes, you know, one person can really stall a business if they get that recruitment uh, a bit wrong. Yeah, definitely. I read something on entrepreneur.com a couple of days ago. It says, hire great people and then get out of their way. And um, I, I, I probably couldn't agree with that more. Yeah, so I think I'm just going to go sit on the beach now and I'm just going to have <laughs> people run my business for me and I'll just take the profits. So that sounds yeah. like a good plan. Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> And so what do you think has been the success of the franchise? Like what do you think is, you know, the offering that you're making, what do you think has been really important to its success and rapid growth? Uh, definitely the niche that we're in. You know, we're first to market in, in that paleo healthy eating niche um, and that's a, that's a massive, massive advantage for us um, as well as there's a true purpose and a true story and a connection behind the brand. There's so many, there's so many businesses out there that, you know, they, yes, they can tell you how they can do it. Most of them can tell you what they do, but very little businesses can tell you why they do it. And, and understanding and knowing your why and then articulating that to you, to, to not only your, your staff but also your, your customers and your potential customers um, is what's seen us grow. Because people really buy into stories now, don't they? Yep. I think that that's so important. People want to know the journey and, and what you're passionate about and they want to be part of that journey with you. So, 100%. Yeah, it's amazing the, the power of storytelling and the yep. reasons why you do what you do can have such a big impact on your business. That's right. It's got to be authentic. You can't fake that. Like yep. you, you'll, you'll get found out. So whatever your story is, be loud and proud about what your story is. Be a personality behind your business. And, and we're true believers. And that was one of the things that, you know, when we went in that consolidation phase, we'd found that we'd lost connection with our customers. Um, so we had to work really hard to gain that back. Um, as Marlies and I as founders and that's you you are your business no matter how big you are so that's that's you've got to love it you've got to love what you do and if you love what you do go out and do it and you'll have fun if you don't go and do something else yeah again I'm going to go sit on the beach but uh, (laughs) the the other really key thing I think you said there is the power of niching and I think that is sort of fundamental to business success is really knowing who you want to target and just focusing on them. So many people today go, you know, they can do all these things and they can be everything to everyone um, and thinking that's the best way to grow. But by actually focusing down, um, you attract those people much more and people relate to you much more and word of mouth spreads much quicker. There's so many benefits. So it's great to see that, you know, not only being first to a market but the power of niching has had in your success. Yeah, yeah, massively. And it's, it's hard when you're early in business, as most people know, to, to say no or to focus because it's, it's just about cash. It's just about making the wheels turn. But, but the long-term benefits of doing that are enormous. So, Joy, I'm curious, mate. Uh, there, there might be one or two paleo haters out there in the world 
Uh, yep. And I'm sure you're across the uh, the media sentiment uh, and and the impact it can have on your business. But mate, it's pretty ballsy move to go and call it the Paleo Cafe and not the real food cafe or the healthy food cafe. Um, yep. Has has there been uh, any lessons around that, mate, or uh, or maybe some you know some big wins or some uh, some challenges you've faced in actually sticking your flag in the ground to that extent? Yeah, mate, we're genuinely behind paleo. We're not ashamed to do that. Um, for us, it's all about education. So if we can educate customers as to what it is and what it isn't, and and how it's going to benefit them, then it's up to them to make the decision. And and yes, it's been in some senses it's the best thing in the world that we've called a paleo cafe because people like you are going nuts about it, and you'll come in just because you see the sign. Um, <laughs> you've uh, you've then, got it in one, mate. But I gotta I gotta say I've got a bone to pick with you, pun intended. Um, yeah, mate. There is no paleo cafe within a hundred k's of where I live. What's going on, buddy? Oh, mate, I was there last week. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> well, give me a shout, mate, because uh, yeah. the wife's looking for something to do, I can tell you. You might have just found a new franchise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. But, um, yeah, guys, um, sorry, I missed that last Well, where, where is we? it, you know, ballsy move, mate, calling it paleo. Yeah. Um, yep. was, was it a good decision or, uh, again, mate, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Look, definitely. We we know that the health movement, the movement away from from sugar and highly processed foods and grains and gluten and all that, is here to stay. Like we got an article yesterday that the grain industry is down thirty percent in the last three and a half years. So the health movement's not not going anywhere. Um, is is paleo going to be spearheading the movement forever? No, we're kidding ourselves if we think that's the case. But. What it is for us as Paleo Cafe is, is we're a brand. We're not, you know, it's up to us as a business to establish ourselves as a brand. And then once you're a brand, it doesn't matter what what Paleo does. It's we're known for good service, good food, and that's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our business owners that listen. Um are looking at franchising their particular businesses, um, you know, yep. electricians and plumbers and all that kind of thing, and they and they see yep. franchising as a great model for growth and scale. Yep. What yep. would you say to people that might be considering going into the franchise model as the owner? Oh, look, definitely. It's a, it, it's a, it can be fantastic. Um, like anything, do your homework. You know, you, the support that you've got to – you've got to add value to their businesses. So – is the support you're going to provide adequate for the fee that you're going to charge? You know, can they, can the unit economics of the end, end franchisee be sound or sufficient enough to allow growth? Because at the end of the day, the, the business is worth what the unit economics are of the franchisee, not the franchisor. Because the franchisees aren't making any money, the business is worthless. Um, so it's, it's got to be win-win. Franchising has to be win-win the whole way through, otherwise it doesn't work. Um, so do the homework, make sure someone said to me, you know, like halve your growth targets and triple your budget. And I laughed at them at the start. I now understand that it's probably about right. (laughs) So it's, it's be, but but first and foremost, be passionate about what you're doing and, and be committed. It's not franchising. Isn't the golden goose in the first couple of years. It's, it's definitely not. You've got to be prepared to reinvest into your business and, and, and do whatever it needs to take for that to grow. Um, you've got to have a long-term approach. And it's something that uh, I think, and I love that comment, mate. You know, halve your growth projections and triple your budget. Uh, yeah. I've seen a few people have a crack at franchising their business over the years, and you know, it's capitulated very quickly uh, yep. because I think they went into it starry-eyed and thinking they were going to kill a pig, but. 
Um, do you think there's other models that people should consider as well, mate? Because, you know... The, one of the... And, and obviously, legal disclaimer, I'm not a solicitor or accountant here, but <laughs> the, the two that we looked at was franchising versus licensing. Now, franchising is basically you tell them what colour their brand has to be, how they do things, and you can have as much or as little control as you like. Licensing is you just basically license a name, and a good example of this is CrossFit, um, but you don't actually have any control over what colour the branding is or, or how they run their business or, or what they do or what's involved in it. So that could be a good option for people that have got a system and, and similar to a CrossFit style where you see CrossFit gyms and they're all got a different logo and they've all got different colours and they've all just doing it how they want to do it, basically. They're just using a name. Um, so, so that's the two differences there and, and it's, you know, talk to, obviously go and talk to solicitors about it and depending on how much control you want as to which one you're going to fall under. And so I'm sure a key to success is finding the right franchise uh, business owners to work with you. How do you select the potential partners that you're going in with? What do you look for? Yeah. Oh, look, it's it's definitely a long process. Like at minimum, it's about – at absolute minimum, it's about a month. Um, it involves three to four different interviews. It involves three days um, on the job evaluation. So we get them in a cafe, working with customers, working with the staff, in the kitchen, behind the till, doing all those sorts of things. And it's we very much think of it not so much as a as a – selection process but more a recruitment process and it's for both parties to make the decision like the 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 franchisee or potential franchisee has to be confident that they can do this and that they're gonna they can see themselves doing this for a long time and we've got to be confident that they're going to be a good representation of the brand um so once uh once the process goes through we've got a personality test uh we obviously all the financial and and legal checks that go through um but once after those three to four meetings and and that three days on the job it's it's very clear to both parties if it's going to work or if it's not yeah one thing that you've brought up several times uh, i see a theme is the importance of branding and yep. a lot of our trade-based businesses they really don't uh they don't really look at that they think if they do a good job and you know get their number in the online or in a yellow page is that sort of enough um i guess how is the importance of branding and focusing on what the messages you put out and and the way you look and all that had an impact on your success oh for for someone like us for a franchise it's imperative like people that's why people become a part of a franchise they they want to be a known brand um, and to do that, the, the branding's got to look the same. So that's – and it's more than – you know, branding's more than a logo. It's more than a shirt. It's more than a, a couple of colours. It's what you stand for. It's how you act. It's how you talk. It's how you all communicate, and it's what standards that you all adhere to. Um, so if anyone's out there looking to, to start a franchise, be be sure that you've covered all those bases so that you'd be happy someone mystery shopping one of your franchisees, licensees, whatever it might be – You'd be happy with that result, and what would they pick, and how would, you know, how would they determine your brand against the rest of the competition? Oh, mate, there's some great advice in there. And uh, Joy, what's next for uh, for yourself and the Paleo Cafe, mate? What's the vision? Sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas. <laughs> They're not Paleo, mate. You can't have those. <laughs> coconut, coconut. <laughs> um, 
Nah, guys, we're um, obviously it, it, growth in Australia is massive for us. Like we've, we've only got 15. I've got a big fat goal on the board staring at me at the moment. Says we've got to be 25 by the end of the year. So we're working pretty hard on that. Um, I we've we're looking at international expansion through to New Zealand um, under a master franchise arrangement. So we've got some interested parties there that we're talking to at the moment. Um, mate, it's it's really we've only just begun where we want to be. And um, that's the that's the short term stuff, um, mate. Long term, it's 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 pretty big, but we definitely want to remain the the number one the number one health food business in uh, in Australia, if if not the world. Mm, that's awesome, mate. And a um, couple of other questions. Uh, one that we like to ask every guest is: uh, if you had a thousand tradies in a room, uh, yep. what's one piece of advice you'd like to share with them, mate? What's one piece of advice you'd like to share with a thousand tradies? Besides not eating, you know, hot chips with dirty, sugary tomato sauce all over them anymore. <laughs> and, a, and an iced coffee. <laughs> yeah. uh, determine what it is about your business that you love and go and do more of that. Great advice, mate. That's awesome. And uh, Michaela doesn't know I'm going to ask you this one, mate, and most of the listeners will probably be wondering what the hell I'm talking about, but how many muscle-ups have you got in you, mate? Oh, mate, I'm 96 kilos, so not a lot to be honest. <laughs> uh, for, th- for those listening that don't know what I just said, um, it's a uh, it's a CrossFit thing. You wouldn't understand, but uh, no, it's a, it's a gymnastics CrossFit um, move on the on the rings. So, guys, guys just outed himself on uh, national podcast. Uh. <laughs> so, how many can you do, Warwick? Ah, uh, look, uh, <clears throat> it's it's more than one, but less than ten. Yeah. <laughs> mate, I'm with you. I've got seven, brother. There you go. Oh, there you go, mate. I, I got you by two. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard yards. Just, just, yeah, just yeah. go onto YouTube, listeners, and uh, yeah. search for Muscle Up, and you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time today. I'm just better go chuck that hamburger I bought in for lunch in the bin <laughs> and uh, yes. sell my shares in Cadbury and. Yeah. Uh, Go and uh, have a look and, and hopefully uh, be a better business owner by looking after myself a little bit more. Yeah. And then Warwick will start whing- stop whinging at me about yeah, it every yeah. time I I'm just looking out mouth. for your welfare, Michaela. <laughs> so, Joy, uh, if, if people do want to find out more about the Paleo Cafe um, or yep. obviously find where their local one is, uh, how would they go about doing that, mate? Mate, best thing is our website. Just just Google Paleo Cafe or it's it's all the W's, paleo-cafe.com.au. Um, if, if anyone is a little bit more keen to find out a bit more, we're very open with all our information, including recipes and info and, and just about everything. Um, and we share everything and Facebook's a really good platform for us. So if they just that each individual cafe has got their own Facebook page as well as head office having their own and there's recipes and stuff and information and, and meal plans flying around everywhere. Uh, so if they jump on and have a look, I'm sure they'll find something to get them started and any any of the head office team or any of the guys in the cafes would be more than willing to, to sit down and have a chat and to talk them through it. Good on you, mate. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on the show, Joe. I look forward to seeing the growth in your business over the next 12 months. And, uh, yeah, give me, a, give me a call, mate. Let's talk about a uh, paleo cafe in my local area. <laughs> I think our team meetings no are just about to be moved. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, thanks again. Pre- appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Joe. So there you have it, listeners. Uh, Jai Hobbs, founder of Paleo Cafe. Uh, as we said at the top of that interview, some awesome business lessons in there about growth. And, and the, the one that stuck out for me, and it's why I sort of took uh, the interview back to that, is uh, this concept of growing too fast. 
And as Jai said, he wouldn't actually change anything. He'd just make some different decisions about that. So not necessarily would want to grow slower, but actually just get the right people on board sooner and probably not procrastinate about that or put it off. I think uh, fear drives a lot of that when we are growing a business very quickly. Yeah, and I learned I'm going to make more money sitting on a beach because I'm just going to give everyone else to do everything I don't like <laughs> just doing. Just go employ a whole everything. bunch of people, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – and we've also been able to get from him one of his new cookbooks as well, which we thought we would give away to our Tradies Business Toolkit members. Yep, so – if, uh, if you want to go in the running to get a copy of that, um, Jai's going to get his wife to sign it because apparently his writing is as bad as mine. Uh, but um, if you want to have a chance to win that book, um, jump in. And if you're not a member already, sign up to the Tradies Business Toolkit. So just go to tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. It costs you the princely sum of $1 for the first 30 days. And until June 30, it's just 10 bucks a month after that for our foundation members. So jump in there. Get on board in the early stages, and uh, at the moment you've got a pretty good chance of uh, picking up the book. And there's a whole bunch of great paleo recipes in there that can help you on your, your path to uh, becoming the best version of you that you oh, could be. There you go. A lovely way to end. <laughs> now, something else that Jai talked about is um, getting the right people and finding the right franchisees. And he talked about training them and getting them up up to speed with the brand and you know customer service and that sort of stuff. So, if you're in a trade business and you've got people on board or you're looking at getting people on board one of the key things is actually training them uh, and there's a great way to do that and that is to talk to our show supporter which is face-to-face training so nice segue <laughs> did, nice did you like segue. that that was yes. pretty good yeah, um, i thought about that for about 17 <laughs> seconds um but but seriously face-to-face uh, support the show they help us bring uh, this great information all these great guests to you as a listener so um go and check them out they offer a lot of uh, government-backed uh, training courses, uh, obviously subject to criteria, but um, in a lot of cases you can get government funding to train your staff uh, and upskill them, get them qualifications. If you're tendering for work or even just want to present with a more qualified team, uh, you can get some training across all different industries, whether it's concreting, plumbing, doesn't matter. Um, check them out, face-to-face, uh, which is F-A-C-E-T-O, F-A-C-E, so face-to-face, dot E-D-U, dot A-U, and um, go and have a look at the courses they've got on Scope and uh, tell the team that you've come from the Tradies Business Show and they'll be sure to look after you. Well, we'd hope. Yeah, well, they yeah. better. Let yeah. us know if they don't, <laughs> but I'm sure they will. Uh, they're, they're one of the market leaders. So, um, yeah, t- uh, train your team. And, um, look, thanks again for another episode. Been great having you listening to the Tradies Business Show. Until next time. Hooray. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.